You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. PJ, I know that you are a big college sports guy. Where does baseball rank in the hierarchy for you? It's a good question. Uh, so, you know, college hoops is my one. Um, I would mm-hmm. say NFL and college football, they're close. I, I'd probably say NFL two, college football three, and then I'd put baseball at four. So I'd go baseball four. How about you? That's pretty high for most people. Yeah. I would oh, say oh, I, I like golf too. golf's up there. Oh yeah. yeah. See, this is what I appreciate about you. You do uh, not just do the main sports. You do all of the sports, which makes you very versatile. You're like a a utility man, as they say in baseball, that plays like all the positions. Yeah, I'm I'm a Nick Punto. Do you remember him from uh, the MLB? No, I don't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Who was he? <laughs> Nick Punto, he played for like the Twins, the Athletics. I don't know who's the first guy that came to mind for whatever reason. Yeah, that's very random because there are plenty of guys that do exactly this that are still in baseball right now. Like Kike Hernandez is a good like utility guy. Uh, I feel like there are a lot of like second base shortstop, you know, outfield guys that are, you know, roaming around the uh, field in baseball right now that you could have mentioned, but it said Nick Punto. I'll have to look Mookie Betts. There you go. He's a superstar, but he's all over the field. Mookie's a good one. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot that he's playing like shortstop and like all these other positions this year. It's but ridiculous. if anybody can do it, it's Mookie Betts. And my yep. goodness, I I feel like I'm running for cover because the Dodgers and the Astros are once again hurtling towards the best team in baseball. Like, doesn't it feel like deja vu? Like at the start of the season when the Astros weren't like super trustworthy in the daily baseball bets, but you knew at some point they were going to make a run. Like, do you roll your eyes when you see those two teams like charging towards the front of the line? Because we've seen those teams be so successful for so long. Yeah, I, I do, especially in a year like this where there's so much like new, there's new blood, right? Like the Orioles, mm-hmm. the Rangers, the Reds. Like there, there are so many of these new teams that the Diamondbacks for a while that were like exciting that you like, you want to see some new teams in there. And then you look up and you're like, oh, the, the Braves are probably going to be back. The Dodgers, the Astros are really good again. And, you know, we have a fun regular season. We look up in September and it'll be like the top teams are favored to win it all again. So, yeah, it is uh, – uh, it is a little annoying. I will have to say, though, I am glad that Joe Kelly is back on the Dodgers so that if we do get a Dodgers-Astros <laughs> World Series, Chelsea, that that will definitely be fun to see what happens if he has to face them. Um, but, yeah, I just, you know, you know how it goes in sports, right? Like, every year there are teams that in the regular season surprise, and then when we get towards the later stages, at the end of the day, it's still the top team. Like, how many years in a row are we going to do it with the Chiefs where – 
it's like, wow, this team looks really good. This team could be the team to be in the AFC, this team. And then we get to January and we all remember, oh yeah, that, that Patrick Mahomes guy is pretty good. He's the best quarterback in football. The Chiefs are pretty good. We'll do it again this year. There'll be somebody, it'll be like Jacksonville. Maybe it'll be Cleveland. It'll be the Chargers. It'll be somebody. And people are like, oh, are they the team to beat in the AFC in like week seven? And then we look up in December and the Chiefs are, you know, they're just mulling along. They're 12 and three like they normally are going about their business. And then they'll be right back in the AFC championship game. That's how it goes. That's a great comparison because I find myself asking the same question when anybody asks me for my pick for NFL MVP. I'm like, okay, like I'll look down further down the odds board and try to pick some quote unquote value here. But like, is Patrick Mahomes going to get worse? Like he still has the best head coach of all these teams. He has Mm -hmm. great weapons. He did it last year, even without Tyree kill. And that was the big question mark. Everybody thought that it was going to be Russell Wilson and the Broncos coming out of the AFC West. And what do you know? It's Patrick Mahomes again. That's the equivalent of the Dodgers and the Astros in Major League Baseball. Because, fun reminder, do you remember when the Pirates were good? And everybody's like, oh, the Pirates, they might win the Central. Yeah, that didn't last. No, it didn't last. But it was was fun, I'm sure, while it lasted for them. Yeah, they were like 20 and 8. They were playing really good. And that, that quickly sunk. Oh, yes. Even though I was rooting for Andrew McCutcheon because I like him a lot. All right. So Mm -hmm. let's look at today's uh, baseball slates and examine the last four games that we have to work with. And speaking of those Dodgers, they're facing the lowly Rockies today. And as you would imagine, the Dodgers are massive favorites. Minus 350 on the money line, plus 275 if you want the Rockies. Total of eight and a half runs is tie block. Uh, going for Colorado, he's one and one with a 4.85 ERA, and then it's Clayton Kershaw who gets the ball for the Dodgers, ten to four with a 2.55 ERA. PJ, when you see numbers this big, are there ways to play this game? Because when I see favorites this large, I say to myself, "This is a stay away game." I will look at the next game on the slate. Yeah, definitely. There definitely are, Chelsea. I would say more often than not, when there are spreads this big, I usually take the underdog on the run line just because, I mean, two and a half runs in a Major League Baseball game is a lot of runs, especially just for one game. And when we're at this point in the season... And, you know, the Dodgers just came off a big series against Arizona. They swept them. You create even a bigger gap in the NL West race. Colorado is obviously one of the worst teams in the National League. So, you know, it could be just easy for the Dodgers to kind of just roll over tonight. And if the Rockies won, it'd be surprising, but it, like, wouldn't be the end of the world. Like, I don't think people would be like, oh, my God, that's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Now, with Kershaw on the mound at home, it's going to be a little bit tougher um, so I, I would normally go run line with the underdog. I don't like that though tonight, just because Kershaw is pitching. If it was one of the other Dodger pitchers, like a Michael Grove or maybe even a Tony Gonson, like somebody like that, maybe I think about it with Kershaw though. It's just too tough. So earlier we were talking about pirates and Braves and now obviously the Braves are going to be a very popular money line piece. I would stay away from that. But I, I do like the Dodgers today. And even though it's minus 350 and it really won't add too much juice to your parlay, if you were to bet this game anyway, that's probably the way I would do it is just bet Dodgers on the on the money line, throw it in a parlay. No, throw up sound. I do not yeah. want to put anybody who's minus 350 in my parlay when we talk about baseball because we had this conversation earlier in the show. Any team in baseball 
the best team in baseball can lose to the worst team in baseball on any given night. So it's a stay no away completely for me for that reason. Sometimes I think you can take a swing on maybe like a total in some of these if you have a good read. But here's the thing about the Rockies. Even if you think the Dodgers score a lot of runs, which we all know it's a good offense, looking at the Rockies, they are striking out the most of any team in all of baseball over the last month because we knew that they were going to be sellers at the trade deadline. They're striking out 28% of the time. When it comes to WRC+, Plus, they have the second worst mark in all of baseball. So, like, maybe you look at an under here, but I don't really want to play an under when the Dodgers are involved. So, uh, it's a pass completely for me. So, let's go on to the Royals and the Red Sox. Kansas City plus 220, Boston minus 275. Total of 10 and a half runs. Alec Marsh goes for Kansas City, who's 0-5 with a 6.75 ERA. James Paxton, the big lefty, goes for the Sox today. He's 6-3 with a 3.60 ERA. I'll say this off the top. Do you think that Boston deserves to be minus 275 here? Because I get that the starting pitcher mismatches pretty big, but minus 275 for the Red Sox? Hmm, I don't think so. I have the same reaction you did. And Kansas City's playing better baseball. Like they they were on a seven game win streak last week. And even though they're they're starting to lose games a little bit to Philadelphia and Boston, they, they've been really competitive and they've been hanging around in these games. And again, like you can understand why the Rockies and the Pirates would be two and a half, you know, dogs on the run line to teams like the Braves mm-hmm. and the Dodgers, but the Royals, two and a half run line dogs to the Red Sox with James Paxton throwing like I just can't get there so I had the same reaction you did Chelsea I I like Kansas City today plus two and a half I do think that's a good bet I know Alec Marsh is 0-5 as as a starter but you know what he he can go 0-6 as a starter as long as the Royals lose by one or two runs today fine by us so I do like Kansas City on the run line today I think that's a good bet this series has been a lot closer than it's looked I know the Red Sox have have won. They're up 2-1 in this series. But, you know, game one of this series, the Royals lost in a walk-off grand slam. So they were right there. They won the next game. Red Sox won yesterday by one run. So the series has been really, really competitive. I think getting plus two and a half today is crazy. So I, uh, I do like KC. I think that you play the Royals offense in some regard. Like James Paxton is a pretty solid pitcher. But the Royals, like you said, they've come on strong in the last month. In fact, if you look over the last month, the Royals have the fourth best batting average across all of baseball, hitting 270 as a team. So I know it's a team that can be hard to trust. But if you don't trust Alec Marsh to hold down some pretty solid Red Sox bats, maybe you just take a a look at the over. I think 10.5 is a touch too high for me. Maybe you bump it down to 10 and lay the extra juice to uh, at least get a push if it lands on 10. Because that's when I start to feel nervous is in the 10 range for totals. But I do think we see a lot of runs scored between the Royals and the Red Sox. Let's go to the Cardinals and the Rays. We have St. Louis plus 145. Tampa Bay minus 175. Total of nine runs. Matthew Liebertor gets the start for the Cards. One and four with a 6.93 ERA. Facing Zach Littell, who's two and two with a 3.58 ERA. Let's do a quick vibe check. How do you think the vibes are in Tampa Bay now that they've lost their ace, Shane McClanahan, for the rest of the season? I cannot imagine that like it feels great in Tampa Bay right now. No, I it's it's tough for them. They you know they keep thinking like we, really we're losing another starting pitcher like again. But I will say if there is one organization that just it feels like they kind of just you know all right 
We, we took another hit. We'll brush it off. We'll keep moving forward. It does feel like it's Tampa Bay. They have so many good pitching prospects in that organization year after year. So uh, obviously it's a big blow. You're losing one of the best pitchers in baseball. But I, I do think that if there was a team out there that could kind of power through it, Tampa would be towards the top of that list. And I do think they get the win today. St. Louis won last night. Obviously, the, the Rays are so good at the trop this season. They're one of the best home teams in baseball. So I do like them to bounce back today. Libertor, as you mentioned, 6.93 ERA. So I think the Rays offense breaks out. They have a big game. I took the PJ uh, is ready for pain parlay. Chelsea, today I took the Astros and the Rays, and I parlayed them together so that if the Orioles lose another game of ground in the AL East, at least I get to profit off it. So that's what I did, but I do like the Rays on the money line today. Oh, man, you're going against your hometown squad. You're fading the Orioles today? I am. It seems mean. It's just bad vibes. It's bad vibes, Chelsea. I just got a feeling that they're going to get swept today, and I don't like it. So you know what? I'm parlaying that, putting a little extra juice with Tampa winning. So, again, if I don't hit my parlay, great. Tampa doesn't gain any ground in the AL East, and then – if they do, at least I get to make some money off it. I guess. That's the emotional hedge, isn't it? That is. I think at yes. this price, the emotional hedge. I do this with NC State football all the time because I don't mm-hmm. trust them. So even when people are like, oh, they're going to be sleepers in the ACC. No, they're not. So I'm going to take the other side. Uh, I think in this game, talking about the Rays and the Cardinals, I would like it if Tampa Bay wasn't minus 175. Because maybe you play it in the first five, minus a half in the first five is minus 140. Tampa Bay over the course of the season has been a great first five team. Also, if you are squarely fading Matthew Libertor in this one, which I think is a pretty solid play when you look at his ERA, I think that is the way to go. Tampa Bay's bullpen has been uh, a little beaten up to say the least. Or you take a look at maybe the over uh, between both of these teams. So I think those are the looks there. They're not my favorite, but I would like the Rays in the first five. And maybe a look at the over. Let's go the Twins and the Tigers. Minnesota minus 150. Detroit plus 125. Total of eight and a half runs. Kenta Maeda goes for the Twins. Three and six. 4-2-2 ERA face, uh, facing Reese Olsen, who's one and five with a 4-9-4 ERA. Do you have a look here you like? I don't. This is a pass for me. Chelsea, I hate AL Central games with a passion. They are so gross. Any five of those teams, like if it's White Sox, Tigers, Royals, Twins, Guardians, Tigers, I I want no part of it. This series has kind of gone that way too. It's like the Twins won 9-3 the other day. Tigers won 9-5 yesterday. You just don't know what you're going to get. And every team in this division is terrible offensively. And then they go up against one another and these games are high scoring. So, I don't like anything in this game today. It's a pass for me. You know, Maeda's been ugh, this year. Reese Olsen hasn't been very good. So I'm passing altogether. No play for me in Twins Tigers. This is how I feel about the Twins in general. Like, they're a pretty solid team, and the numbers don't support this, but I feel like I can never trust them. Doesn't it feel like the Twins can lose to anybody? on a daily basis like they'll lose to the tigers they'll lose to whoever so no i will not be betting my hard-earned money on the minnesota twins sorry twins for more listen to the daily tip presented by betmgm weekday mornings from 6 to 9 eastern on the beck ql network the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts